This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. When we were kids, there were guys in our lives who taught us lots of stuff. Mine taught me how to go fishing on our boat if the sea wasn't rough. They showed us how we could do our best and how to raise the bar. They'd always be saying you're special and we believe that you're a star. Being a dad, being a dad, being a dad. Hey, good afternoon. This is Frank Carter with iDad. Full-time, full-on thoughts, experiences, reminiscences, hopes and dreams and lots of other stuff about being a dad. And, of course, we're all in the middle of COVID. There's, we're bound to be talking a little bit about COVID stuff. Um, and uh, But we'll try to look ahead and past it, too. So in this program today, is what have we been up to the last 10 days or so during isolation? Um, how What's happened on the first day back or the first day out of isolation? Um, did we take a little bit of a risk Having a lunch, I'm not sure about that. We'll talk about a lunch we had a couple of days uh, before. Yeah, when Miley and Esley were out of isolation, but I wasn't. Um, we're going to celebrate, talk about a celebration, a wonderful, wonderful celebration, a 13th birthday celebration um, in our in the program after a break. This was a very, very special uh, birthday, uh, a birthday that may never have happened may well not have happened and in many countries it would not have happened we'll talk about that one i'd like to remember a lot of the back office staff if you like in this covid situation we acknowledge we applaud the nursing staff the doctors the health workers all the frontline staff that are working so hard uh, to keep us well to help to keep us well and also making some of us well uh, that finish up in hospital. There's a lot of other people backing up those as well. And I'd like to just mention a few of those. Um, our first day back, Esley's first day back after uh, isolation. Oh, right. There's a photo up on uh, Instagram um, about a, a knee. I'll just mention, uh, that's all I'll mention, um, and we'll talk about that after the break. And, of course, during the last 10 days, uh, we've had some opportunity to sit down and read some books, lie down and read some books, lie down and do not very much. So some books I've been catching up with, uh, mostly children's books, actually. Uh, but there we go, uh, books that I've probably, or authors, I've probably not had a lot of time for in the past, but now I'm beginning to see some of the point. So that'll be our show for the day after the break. So we'll come back with a brief discussion about or record of what's happened to us over the last 10 days. Uh, back to school and the very, very special 13th birthday in this in our family.
the land is dark And the moon is the only light we'll see So it's back to school this week for Esle, back to work for Miley, and for myself, still isolating this week, I um, didn't catch it for about five days, uh, so I'm a little bit later, yeah, so I'm off for this week. And uh, so how are we doing on the first day back? Well, we've got a photo up there of the first day back, but 
the day before, of course, was um, the Sunday, and it was out on the bike, and our first scratch knee, our first tears, and it was a bit of laughter and tears and laughter and tears, but there we go, the picture is up there, this is something that everybody's happens, this is, so it's a, you know, it's a bike knee, our first bike knee. Uh, so, but what's happened for the previous 10 days? Well, Esley and Miley, as I said, have done their 10 days. So uh, it's a bit like the medium flu for us. We've been very fortunate. And of course, for five days, I was going, yay, I haven't got it. I haven't got it. And then after five days, I did. <laughs> but again, a bit like the medium flu, three days. Uh, still got a bit of a <sighs> on the throat. Um, but we seem to have got through it okay. And uh, we count ourselves extremely fortunate extremely fortunate to um you know have all the support it's really neat to get the phone calls uh from the doctors and the nurses the health centers just checking up on us um and it's something that is also probably a bit reassuring i don't know whether this is going over the top we've come into um a little oximeters this is the ones that the, the SPO2, you know, you, when you go to the, in the hospital, they, you know, they stick this little thing on your finger and, and uh, measure your oxygen. Quite a critical matter, measure, uh, measure because it's how much oxygen your blood your, is, your lungs are converting into your blood or whatever. Uh, it doesn't need to drop very much and you're pretty well, uh, you're not doing very well at all. You're, you know, a real hospital case. So, uh, we came into these. Nikki had ordered some for some reason or other, and um, we've been trying it out. Really, really reassuring if we have, if you're thinking your lungs are getting down, you just stick your finger in this, and a minute later it tells you, oh yeah, you're really good. Um, we've been fortunate to be really good. And uh, we're actually looking at getting some of these a little bit later to uh, give to some friends and relations. It is just so simple. We know some vulnerable people. And these things, while not medical advice, it can be one of those triggers that says, hmm, I think we need to go off and call the GP. So, uh, yeah, an oximeter. You can buy them online very quite cheaply, actually. What is it, about $12, $15? I mean, if you're buying one, of course, doubles up with the, the postage. But um, you can buy them for 35 bucks. Really, really uh, reassuring. Now, our watches can do it. My watch can do it, but it's a bit of a pain. You've got to keep still for a minute, and then it tells you you haven't kept still enough. So um, if, if, if people can get hold of an oximeter, if you've got somebody vulnerable in your home, and this is lungs vulnerable, of course, basically lungs and breathing, uh, a $35 oximeter would not probably be a, a bad investment. Um, anyway, moving on. So... In terms of, we, we've had a lot of support from um, the, the phone calls, the doctors and nurses and so on, but it made me think, uh, I've spent a couple of days, a few days in hospital, um, and something I do notice is at five o'clock in the morning, there's somebody comes round with a dust mop, mopping the floor. And I am astonished at this. Well, the first time I did, I was astonished that someone can come round with a dust mop and mop the hospital floor. Uh, but of course, dust does to collect. And something I did notice when I was up there, this is about 18 months ago, I was up there with a hip. And even this person at five o'clock in the morning, and, uh, you know, everybody's beginning to wake up then. And the nurses, are, uh, well, the nurses are on all night, of course. Uh, but they're beginning to come around and empty your bottles, and you know, do all that kind of stuff. But everybody seemed to be a team. 
even the person mopping the floor. And it made me realise that over in this in this um, um, the COVID situation, the frontline people are working hard. They've got the skills and professions, and they're the one that's saving our lives. But the support people, the people who are writing the computer programs. The people who are cleaning the floors in the hospitals, the people who are getting the meals, the people in the, the families of these health workers who are supporting them. Uh, often we just don't think of those. And I think these we, we sometimes need to remember the enormous back office support. I mean, even people who pay the wages, you've got to have them. Um, and all that backup stuff. And a lot of them are working much, much harder uh, during this time. You know, receptionists at the hospital uh, getting a lot of it. And of course, unfortunately, a lot of frontline people are getting a hard time, uh, which is very sad. So I'd just like to give a shout out to all those back office people, from the cleaners to the computer programmers to the cooks to the administration people. Thanks, guys. Thank you very much for being there so much and just keeping it going uh, for the uh, doctors, the professionals, the nurses who can save our lives. And moving on, we've had a very special birthday um, over the weekend. Mahanga, grandson, grandson Mahanga, uh, it's Nikki's, Nikki's son, turned 13. And what's so special about this birthday? Well, 13 is always a special birthday anyway. Um, he's now finally a teenager and he's at Boys High. But 18 months ago, I got a call from Nikki about 8 o'clock one evening. I said, oh, yeah, how's things going? And she said, not so well. Our regular listeners will recall this. And she said, not so good, actually. I said, oh, what's up? Oh, Mahanga's, Mahanga's in hospital with leukemia. What? Just like that. Just like that, he'd had a bit of a no, uh, a bit of a nosebleed, been very tired for a week or two. Nicky got onto the doctor, uh, and that morning, blood test, lunchtime, up to the hospital, and the following day he was in starship. Um, yeah, uh, and he's uh, yeah. So that's it. Eighteen months ago, leukemia, bang, eleven years old, and. Um, yeah, I raced up there and I managed to get up there before they locked everybody up. They locked locked everyone up before they locked the doors. And this astonishing young man, I walked into the room and of course there's all the, doc the doctors and nurses around him and family around him. And I walked in, he's got a big smile on his face. He says, I'm going to have a haircut like granddad. Well, I, of course, I haven't got a lot of hair left on the top. And that's him. He, he, he knew somehow that because he was going to go through a lot of treatment, he's going to lose his hair, uh, which he has been. Um... Again, we've got to give an enormous up, you know, tick, big tick. I don't know what else can you say to the professionals, to the research, to the scientists, to the medical people, the testers, right, and all the way right through to the people that are keeping everything clean, the cleaners, the people that mop the floor, the people that cook the dinners and fundraise. Manga is now um, playing basketball. He's looking at playing um, uh, touch rugby and he is back to a normal life. He's still getting a lot of chemo. It's, his uh, treatment's not finished. He's only into 18 months. But it's very special. And you just think in so many countries in the world, this treatment would not be available. He'd be dead before his 12th birthday. 
in so many countries in the world, we would not have been able to afford the treatment, even if it was available. So he would be dead before his 12th birthday. So grateful we are to be in this country and so grateful to have the dedication of people like up at the Waikato Health Hospital and the Starship, where um, he has spent months, literally, um, with, along with Nikki. And I've got to give a big tick to, to Nikki as well. Nikki was partway through her nursing course at Wintech and, of course, has taken the time off. Uh, I think it's took, she's taken at least 12 months off, maybe 18 months off. Uh, she's back on, on track now, and, I, and and we think this is the last year. She's got one semester to go after this. Uh, a very special happy, happy birthday, Mahanga, and we're looking forward to seeing you so much and grow up to be an amazing young man. He's an astonishing young man. He really is. Um, happy, cheerful. I don't know... <laughs> Uh, I guess, uh, I mean, I don't live with him, so I guess I haven't seen him miserable or unhappy. Uh, we all get miserable and unhappy, sometimes grumpy, but he is an amazing young man. We'll go for our break now, and after the break, we'll come back with, ah, uh, yes, did we step out of line when we went to Hamilton Lake? I don't think so. I really don't think so. And some books I have read after the break.
So did we break the rules? I don't know. I don't think so. One of the difficulties we did have during the the COVID period was keeping up with the rules. Now we understand situations change, rules change, and it must have been extremely difficult to keep all the staff, all the tele tele staff, the um, the telephoning people, the doctors, the medical workers, everybody up to date with the latest rules. Uh, we did have some difficulty with, you know, okay, so Miley and Esley have got to isolate for 10 days. They finish on Sunday. I get it on the Wednesday. Does that mean they restart again? Oh, dear, no, no, hopefully, hopefully not. But the first message was, yes, they restart again. Oh, no. But then the rules changed. And we found the Ministry of Health website latest updates update saying no after 10 days you do not need to take a test so long as you haven't got any symptoms of course so long as, this is yeah there's always this so long as you haven't got any symptoms you got the test 10 days and you're away you're, you're free you can go out because you're over it even if you've got it in your system um, you're not infectious and you haven't got it. So you're okay after 10 days. Uh, and that basically was the advice from the ministry website. Um, if you take a test, well, it'll probably come out positive because you've got these antibodies in your body all the time. So that's fine. So that's great. However, 10 days, of course, everybody ever wants to go out and have a chat, uh, you know, and I'm on my fifth day. I don't really think we broke the rules. We went to have a picnic at the lake over by the boat shed we didn't get as close as the boat shed we found a tree way over on the you know in the middle of the park we were underneath the tree um and we had had our picnic as they might went over to the playground but they are not infectious because they're outside the 10 days i stayed under the tree and as i stayed there there was a a, a family parked and they came and they walked fairly close and then they came, They started coming within about six or seven um, meters. I thought, oh, hi there. I'm, you know, hi there. Excuse me. I'm isolating. I've got COVID. And the response was really, really positive. Oh, OK. Uh, thank you. Um, how are you? Are you feeling OK? So it was a really it was a really neat atmosphere, actually. 
um, you know, you get this feeling and you, you're wondering, oh, dare I tell people, because am I a leper? Am I going to get rejected? But this family was really neat. They had some a couple of young girls and there was, uh, you know, it was five of them altogether. And um, this is from the mother, I think, or maybe it might have been in one of the oldest daughters. I'm not sure. Very positive, very supportive and, and, and happy and cheerful. And yes, um, how are you? How are you feeling? So that was really neat. So I don't really think we broke the rules because I was isolated, um, kept away from everyone. So I wasn't touching anything. I was sitting on the grass. That's it. Didn't get any near. Okay. Um, yeah, but it was really neat actually to get out and see people out and about playing. There's a lot of people on the playground, um, a lot of people out enjoying themselves. And it makes you grateful that we're in Hamilton. Um, you know, we sort of rail against the council at times and then we look at the rates and we go, what? But then to sit, uh, be able to sit around on the lake and enjoy all those things, yeah, it begins to, and then of course you think of the libraries and stuff. So it's good. Yeah, I think we're okay. I think we're okay. I'm sure we were. I don't think I got close to anybody um, when I was infectious. There we go. <laughs> Hope not. And finally, before we go, um... While we, we've been able to catch up with some reading, of course, a very light reading, very light reading, not very, not, um, nothing too serious. So I found an old book, horror book, book of horror stories, short stories. Couldn't, my concentration doesn't go much further than that at the moment. And, um, I caught up with some Roald Dahl. We've got this set of Roald Dahl books with Nikki gave us. Uh, she'd bought it for, I think, Otawa and uh, never read it. I'm never keen on Roald Dahl, actually, to be honest. Never enthusiastic. Uh, but I've been getting through these, and I'm beginning to see some of the... see it. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm on the James and the Giant Peach at the moment. Haven't quite finished that one yet. Uh, it's uh, some really interesting... They're twits. I like the twits. They finished up disappearing and down themselves. Um, yeah, so I'm beginning to see Roald Dahl. Um, what else have we done? We've done quite a lot of long division for Esley. And we've found how important basic facts are. Because if you've got basic facts, you can do long division so much quicker. Uh, we didn't do multiplication. I guess it's the same with multiplication in addition to, isn't it? Um, but we've been doing the long, you know, the long division. And it's a big step. It's a big step. And, and, and Esley's been actually enjoying it, being the teacher and teaching me how to do it. Of course, as a teacher, quite often you learn how to do it yourself. And that's how it's been working. So that's just about our program for the day. We've got through COVID. We're looking at a post-COVID period. And I'm beginning to wonder, what are we going to talk about when COVID is gone? I'm sure we'll find lots. Thanks very much for being with us. Look forward to being back with you again next Tuesday, midday to 12.30, and Wednesday morning, 6 a.m. to 6.30. This is Frank Carter with iDad, full-time, full-on, and looking forward to being out in the sunshine and joining the rest of the world next week. Being a dad, being a dad, being a dad, being a dad, it takes time, give them time. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.